Alright, fuck us. <laughs> Please put all that at the end. <laughs> this is Podflix, episode 195. I'm Nish. I'm, I'm Paul. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, hey. We're just going to fix this. We're going to fix this all in post, yeah? Here we are. You know, just, just fix the episode that we just started. It's already ruined. Everything. <laughs> just, 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 just put in all the good stuff in post. All right. Oh boy. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> no. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about Thor Love and Thunder, aren't we? That's I think the rumor. we are. Yes, I think we are. So um, let's pull back the curtain for a second. Peel, peel it back. Um, today's a day later than we usually record when we, when we actually do record on the days we're scheduled to. Um, and there's a reason for that. Uh, Paul and I were ready and looking forward to recording well who knows if we were looking forward to recording i, I wasn't don't think you were. I, think no, you were I, was, I was i was happy to skip it another day I'll, I'll be honest but um but we couldn't record willie why couldn't we record why don't, why don't you uh tell us a story uh i've seen the movie i was i was ready to good. talk about the movie i who knows if this fixes in post but i have this terrible ground hum and i thought the reason was my computer um, turns out that's not the case. And the reason is because yesterday I did not have a computer to my name. Hmm. Got one, got one today. Okay. Uh, went, went to a wedding in Napa last week. All right. So, um, had no gift, you know, panicked, used your laptop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> I wish, uh, don't look too closely at anything on it. <laughs> <laughs> we've, all been to, we've all been to California before, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes. yeah. We've, we've all been, been to California together. And in fact, when we went, we went to that Oakland A's game out there, right? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Against the Rays, Lou Pinella got ejected. That's right. Do you guys remember where we went right after the A's game? No. No, but you could tell us. And we went we'll to remember. the In-N-Out Burger right up the road. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Six hour flight, I'm starving. Let's stop at the In N Out Burger. That's my tradition. Every time I live in the land in California, go to the In N Out Burger. We pull up, it's a big parking lot. There's a bunch of crap in there Walmart, Chick fil A, In N Out Burger, amongst other things. We pull up right in front of the thing, get in line. There's somebody in front of us, and um, you could probably count to 45. And somebody comes and says, Hey, somebody's car just got broken into. What? And Ooh. went outside, and they had smashed in the back window of the rental car and took everything except for the clothes on my body and my phone. Jeez. I mean, that's within the, the, five minutes of being in Oakland. I was going to say the Bay Area very much living up to its recent reputation of like car theft capital of the world. Holy smokes. It was like they were just waiting there. So, uh, yeah, lost my computer and my iPad and my headphones and my suits and all the things all i had was, i had my wallet i had my keys phone wallet you know that's that's what i had on me that's it wow must have made that for a fun it. trip then you had to yes. make an executive decision at 11 o'clock in oakland the, the rental place was like we, we rented from Turo, so we rented from a person and the guy was like well you want to bring the car back i was like i sure as shit i'm not going to figure out how to get another car in oakland at 11 o'clock at night like we're getting out of here yeah 
So yeah, no compute, new computer, many technical glitches. You know, you get a new computer. I don't even know how I'm going to mix this thing. I got to figure out how to get logic again. So yeah, you ever, you probably got a lot of stuff to get. You know, it's awesome though, Paul. Yeah. Friday, I, I did a bunch of mixing before we left. What was it? Wednesday or Thursday? Remember I sent you all those files? Mm-hmm. I downloaded a copy of all of our presets to share with you. And I saved it on my desktop, which made it to iCloud. So Ooh. I have all our presets. There's something at least. Did but you yeah. um, take advantage of this and upgrade to a brand, brand new model laptop? You see, I would, except for... Uh, supply chain the soonest i can get one with all the ram and all the things is not till like end of october oh Oof. so fortunately um i have one from the office that's the same exact computer i have ah ah okay so that's what you're using that's what i'm using it's, it's this is my computer now but wow. you know the first time you get a computer it's like all that crap on there that like you're like ah, i forgot about this i forgot like no, when, totally. I, when I went to come on here, it's like, oh, you have to like turn on the setting to allow Google Chrome to use your microphone, or share your screen or whatever. Right, right. Oh. Like everything for the first time. Yeah. yeah. So like I had a Zoom meeting today. Like, don't forget to download Zoom. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Like that too. Like all day long. It was just like chasing dumb stuff. I haven't downloaded. So uh, I did. Um, I did see the movie twice. So ready to talk about it. But that, that's why. That's my adventure. That's why I last minute I was like, Mom, can we push this to tomorrow? Because I literally didn't have anything to record it on. So wait, did you did this happen on your way in or your way out of Oakland? Yeah, like on your the beginning or the end of your trip. This this is five minutes after I landed there. So how did you go to the so, wedding? Right. What did you? Wow. What, I had to go buy a bunch of new shit. Oh man. Like literally like I was like, well, I got to figure out how to be here for the next 5 days. Had to buy a suit, had to buy, you had to like, buy a suit, you had to buy like war- a wardrobe for the rest right? of your yeah, time there. I needed like uh, like everything, underwear, toothbrush, like I had nothing. It was just like this I had my phone. That was it. Man. And my phone, really in my, phone in my wallet, my jeans and a t-shirt. That yeah. was it. That sucks. That really really sucked. Really like, oh, and here's the here's the part that's like even suckier. So it happened, and a guy immediately got a picture of the person, their their license plate. Okay. So I got the picture. Yeah. And, you know, it's 2022. Right? I believe is it is. It? I, I think, think so, I think, right? I think you're right. Yes. I got I gotta find all my things. I got the thing. I know where everything went. Mm-hmm. So I call the cops, call 911 right away. Hey, car just got robbed. And they're like, yeah, like we're too busy. We can't come down. I was like, but I got the license plate. They're like, all right, put it on the police report. I'm like, how do I fill out a police report? They said, just go online. You can fill it out online. I'm like, but I know where my stuff is. Right. Like I can see it on the map. And they're like, we try to drive down there. I was like, let's not get, let's just figure out like what's going on. And it was like at a, homeless encampment that was just like so scary with like so many people like zombied out over there it was like we are we're not going in there no it was it's gone my so my ipad and my phone are still uh, my ipad and my computer are still there i can see them i know exactly where they are and my no one's one's gone and like wiped anything or anything so you can't find it anymore yeah they're basically bricks right you put it in lost mode right and then uh but my headphones my airpod maxes made it to some apartment complex in San Francisco within an hour. Hmm. 
still they wouldn't come i filled out my police report and it was like all right well i need it for insurance and they're like well um we'll let you know but you're six thousand two hundred something in line to get a police report right oh boy i'm never going back to oakland that's no fun yeah no that sounds pretty horrific were you uh I mean, were you able to have a good time in the end of this thing after starting it out with all that? Remarkably enough, I whatever. It's just stuff. I can it roll is. with it. It, it, feels it a is little, just stuff. feels a little gross when you think about somebody rummaging through your personal items. Yes, agreed. You know, um, but... I think, I think some of it is like, I don't know, I'm, you know, I'm not the one who lost my stuff, but like yeah. thinking about it, it's like, it's less losing the stuff and more the... In, immense pain of like having to get all the stuff over again that that you need to get like it's like if someone uh, stole my phone like not that they did take your phone but if they did or my laptop it would be like there would be a part that would be like this sucks but more would just be like now i gotta go get a laptop and i gotta it's go get a phone exactly and I gotta, what i said is just yeah. like i had literally like i hate going to the mall i had just bought right. like two right. pairs of jeans brand new still in there <laughs> i had lost my camera it was like in storage and i had been missing for a year I found it finally a year later. I've been hunting for this thing. I was like, and yet, first and it, time it's in the suitcase. Sucks. I'm like, ugh, like again, it's just stuff and it was fine. And yeah. Fortunately, like most suits kind of fit me off the rack. Forty two long. Good. What's up? Put it on. <laughs> went, went and rolled with it, you know? And the rest of the time I got trashy at fucking vineyard, so it was fine. Yeah, that's fair. That'll that'll solve most problems i have this getting, getting trashed in a vineyard i do have this like couple moments of paranoia though paul that like somehow they'll figure out how to get past my that lost mode and get into my laptop why don't you just remote wipe the, everything because my hope is that somebody will try and bring it to like a pawn shop or something in the bay area and they'll, they'll flip it open and be like if found there's a big when you in lost mode it's like if found call this number right if I wipe it, it's just gone. True. But then you know nobody can get into it. It's just a brick when you wipe it, or what happens? Yeah, it, yeah, it erases the hard drive. Everything. Yeah. Can they use it for anything else? Like when the hard drive's wiped, could they just reformat it and use it for whatever else they want? No, it still has the activation lock, so they couldn't do anything with it. Mm. I'd give it another couple of days and then wipe it. Yeah. Anyway, bummer. Yeah. Well, we've all learned quite a bit today. Here we are. Yes, exactly. Hopefully I can, hopefully <laughs> I'm fixing that part of my life in post. Hopefully I can fix the sound for this episode in post as well. Indeed. We'll see if, we'll see if you can. Yeah. If anybody hears a big uh, hum underneath everything that's going on, that is because Willie was only somewhat able or not able to fix the sound in post. Uh, the the ground hum that he you, you referenced at the beginning of your story. That's right, indeed. All right. Well, let's see how much hum occurs while we talk about our movie, which, as I said, was 2022's Thor: Love and Thunder. I realized, um, like you said, you you've seen this twice, Willie, and um, I was listening the other day to our Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness episode, and in that episode, you mentioned that you had just watched Thor: Love and Thunder. When right. we recorded that, we yeah. saw it in um, when we went to Hawaii. We saw it down there. Saw right. it in the theaters. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You saw it in the theater. 
And I remember uh, you didn't say much, but I remember what you said about the movie then. So we'll see. We'll see what you think uh, two months later, two and a half well, months later. Second time watching it through. Different opinions. <laughs> second time through. Right. That's why I'm. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured you might. Yeah. And and with, you know, some time gone by and everything. So um, why don't uh, I give a little quick premise of the story, um, such as it is, and then we'll we'll kind of get into it. So um Thor Love and Thunder, of course, is an MCU movie for anyone who didn't know that. And um, it takes place um, basically after, you know, sometime after the events of Avengers Endgame, um, Thor is still with the Guardians of the Galaxy, who he kind of left with at the end of Avengers Endgame. And he's kind of accompanying them on quests, but seems kind of lost, so to speak. He's, he's not, you know, he, he kind of said at the end of Avengers Endgame that he kind of, you know, he, he, it's time for him to be who he really is. And he hasn't really figured out who he really is yet. Um, he, he kind of feels off. And after kind of, you know, an early little bit of stuff, he uh, he kind of leaves them. Um, the reason he leaves them is due to our villain of the story, uh, Gore, later called Gore the God Butcher, um, played by Christian Bale. Uh, Gore is a disciple of a god, um, just some random god who we kind of see at the beginning and then not at all. Um, on his own world, uh, he has a daughter. They are starving to death. Um, he, you know, is is trying to pray to the gods for food or water or anything. Uh, his daughter dies, which is very sad. His young daughter, she, she's like five years old or something. Um, and uh, she dies, and then eventually he... Um, about to die himself, finds basically an, an oasis where he encounters this god. Um, he obtains the Necro Sword, which is an ancient artifact which can kill gods, um, and is kind of, in a way, sort of possessed by it and is cursed by it, um, and um, and kills his own god, and then embarks on a mission to kill all gods because gods do not listen to people; they just kind of do stuff for their own benefit, and he feels like gods Those all need to die dickheads indeed um and then mm. the last of our main threesome is in this uh movie is natalie portman returning as dr jane foster um she has been diagnosed with stage four cancer um and uh is going to die she only has so long um chemotherapy isn't working um she finds herself drawn to new asgard where she finds the remnants of mjolnir um, and they end up kind of, you know, sort of, uh, Mjolnir kind of reforms itself and sort of, it, you know, becomes her hammer and she gains the power of Thor uh, and she becomes the mighty Thor. And that's kind of the setup without getting into like really what happens past that. So, um, I actually want to start maybe by talking about those three actors and then we'll may and then we'll get into the plot. So, um, Chris Hemsworth, fourth Thor movie. Um, we know very fast. well. I know, right? Fourth Thor, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I did not say it very fast. So um, the first two Thor movies were, you know, kind of sort of, you know, not not the greatest of the MCU movies. They were kind of a little boring and a little stiff. He was still quite good in them, and he always looks the part. And then Thor Ragnarok obviously was like a better movie and one that kind of gave him a lot of, you know, time to kind of uh, sort of do, do a lot more comedic stuff. 
Um, and that kind of continues in this movie. So overall, how how did you guys like Chris Hemsworth in this movie as Thor? I want to wait till Paul talks. I, I have feelings. I think that um, he really has, I think he knows what he wants that character to be at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's like a good take. I think it's like, you know, self-effacing and funny and, um, you know, he's, like really charming in the role and um you know is is he's really good at it so i think like you said it took him a while to grow into the role but like he strikes me now as like the kind of thing where he can just be like oh yeah i can i got i got thor down pat like and he does i agree i think like he got he's figured out goofy badass like in, in a way nobody else has. And this was kind of when we did our mini flicks. We, I did the mini flicks on spider spider head and we kind of talked about ghostbusters. I right. forgot yeah. that he's quite comedic in these Thor movies. Didn't start off that way. Like the first, first second or two Thor movies, he was pretty dry. Yeah. They're, they're like glimmers of it in maybe the first one, like the famous scene where he's like drinking the coffee and he like throws it down and says another, but like, that's about it. And the second right. one I feel like is quite dour. The, yeah. the Thor, the dark world. Um, but as he gets going in some of the Avengers movies and then obviously Ragnarok, like he's, he's got to figure it out pretty good. And it's that, that, that's the best way I would describe it. It's just like goofy badass. Yeah. He's, I would, he's funny. I would... His timing is good. And his lines are like a little, um, like when Matt Damon plays ridiculous characters, it's in, and, and funny enough, Matt Damon shows up in this yeah, movie. Yeah. I was going to say, speaking of another person who's in right. this movie and gets, gets a little more to do than he did in Thor Ragnarok. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I, I, it's interesting, you know, the way that you guys said it, I, I agree with like, it felt like from the moment he's on screen, it, it almost feels like it's like, um, it's like Chris Hemsworth, like putting on like a favorite sweater. Like it just like, it just feels so natural at this point for him to be Thor and like nothing, nothing about his performance feels like stilted. I don't think I have feelings and issues that we'll get to about what he is asked to do at times but like his performance itself i think is like like you like you said paul he just he knows very much what he wants that character to be and i and speaking I feel like of shows. Um, putting on a sweater he must have some hell of a fucking wig department there to, to, to have that his locks always look so good in these movies they've looked better and better like i, I would not say they look great in the first thor movie for instance um <laughs> but yeah I, dying I would, his eyebrows blonde yes exactly Ugh, the dying his eyebrows thing was awful um but yeah i would say i can't i don't remember exactly how it looked in thor the dark world but probably from like avengers age of ultron onward i feel like it looks pretty natural and good mm-hmm. and it's only only looked better the hair extension technology has come a long way that's right it has who would have thought we'd be talking about Thor's hair for this amount of time and, and with such reverence? I, don't know. Right, I miss the crazy short hair from Ragnarok. I, I, like I, that liked, I, I liked his crazy short hair in Ragnarok. Real a lot, quick, before, I, I have a feeling we're going to get into some, some shitty shit, but I do want to call out the, the very beginning of the movie before. So to me, that's bef- probably the first 15, 20 minutes or so. I really, really enjoyed in this movie because it was a lot of Thor being a goofy ass motherfucker. And that's basically all the stuff with the guardians of the galaxy guys. And what, what's the rock guy's name? That's his homie. Korg. Uh, Korg. Yeah. Like, that whole first scene, the scene where he like helps win that battle that accidentally blows up the the, the, the shrine temple. that they have. Yeah, you know, and like, then they get the screaming goats. <laughs> the screaming goats, like that all played really well. And I was like, this is great. This feels a lot like Ragnarok plus. Like it was very clear from the beginning. It's like, oh, 
we're going to hear a lot of Guns N' Roses. A lot of Guns N' Roses. But that's true. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely get to like soundtrack, I think, is definitely something we want to talk about since it's since it's pretty like prevalent in, yeah. in certain parts of this uh, movie. Let's uh, let, let's go on and talk about Natalie Portman a little bit. So Natalie Portman was not in Thor Ragnarok at all. Right. They like break up off screen, more or less. Um, and then we don't see we like you don't see her again, except in like archival footage in Avengers Endgame for like for a couple minutes, which isn't really her. But she's back and she's like a big part of this movie. Um, what did you guys think of? Again, not necessarily like what the story was, but just about her and her performance. Um, I liked it a lot. I liked um one of the things that I really liked about it was she played, she in particular played a good mix of like hyper competent, but also like kind of goofy and, and unsure. Like I, I really liked the, like how bad she is at like figuring out a catchphrase and like, and, and like how like eager she is about the whole thing. And Valkyrie's just like, yeah, she's good at some stuff, but man, some of this other stuff, she just does not have figured out. Um, and I liked I, I like the way that she played that. Like, like her character, I think more than anybody else, like kind of ran the, the gamut from like vulnerable to strong to goofy to self-sacrificing. Like she, she really had a lot to do in this movie and like I think did it all well. I am the exact opposite way. She is consistently the worst part of these Thor movies for me. It's not like any any call on her acting chops. I know she's a good actress. Like her and Hemsworth have no chemistry whatsoever. There's like no acknowledgement about like there is in the movie. The guy takes his shirt off and people are like fainting and stuff, right? But there's like no acknowledgement that she might think he's remotely physically attractive, which is a little weird, first of all. But second of all, like I don't know, man. Like every scene she was on, especially when she had to the scenes where she was alone were good. I liked when she was just being herself and a badass. I liked the scene where she was describing uh, like what a, what a wormhole is. Like those scenes were pretty good. Anytime her and Hemsworth got on screen together, which was the bulk of her scenes, it was, it was not good. And, and, and really like the, the two of them are just like, I don't, I always thought this in the first two Thor movies that they had no chemistry that I thought that persisted in this movie. Yeah. I have to disagree with that because I actually thought they did have chemistry. And as a, as a quick tangent, my kid has recently gotten into star Wars in, in like a big bad way. And we're watching all the movies together, um, which is amazing. Um, but we are now on the second prequel movie. And uh, if you want to see what Natalie Portman looks like when she has no chemistry with somebody, you can watch that movie. And sure, I think she might not be this. good at having chemistry with her with her co stars. I, I thought she had chemistry. I did not think it was totally flat in this movie. I think she has pretty good chemistry with Mila Kunis in Black Swan. Yes, I think so. <laughs> um, I I fall in between you guys, and it's like there are things that you said. Willie that I agree with and things that I don't like I also do not think that I don't think I would say she has no chemistry with with Chris Hemsworth but I don't know that it's the greatest at least not romantic chemistry I feel like there's scene chemistry that she has that's okay when the two of them are just kind of like being goofy a little bit at yeah. times that I think yeah. works pretty well 
Um, but I would agree that like, like, like I said, it's not Hayden Christensen level, but it's like, it's not the greatest chemistry either. Like not, you know, I don't know, compared no, to, I agree with, it's not the greatest chemistry. I would agree yeah, with that, yeah. but like the, the montage of like their relationship, um, that, that you good. see, that like, was good. There's yeah. chemistry there. Like it's not and, zero. And, 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 and that brings me to my other thing, which but, is, but that was carried by Hemsworth. He was telling the story of how they broke up. Yeah, but I, I think, well, no, Korg was, right? Oh, yeah. you're right, you're right. Yeah. right. Um, but, but he but, was telling basically this, I think it was really more from, from Thor's, Thor's side. Maybe, yeah. that's fair, possibly. Um, but I would say that, like, um, I don't know that, like, they need, like, I, I guess the one thing that I would disagree with with what you said, Willie, is that I don't know that they really need to show, like, that like physical attraction quite so much because it's like they've had a relationship like for like years that they were together and then we're apart and when I they would... come back like i don't necessarily feel like it's like no like, like I, I don't know here like it was i have to give natalie portman a ton of credit as an actress because like mm -hmm. she put on like some muscle to look like like yeah, a, she like did. a Thor, and she looked yeah. phenomenal and like i think you need to acknowledge their physicality how they're both like like very like that that's part of who thor is is like this big specimen of a guy and that's also part of like intentionally they had her put on like some some serious like mass and strength that come across as very very strong and i think it's short-sighted to not like acknowledge that i get well on her side i get that yeah sure but like meaning for him to acknowledge her because she looks a little of course, different. They didn't do that either. Right. 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 But I don't know that. I mean, she's I, I guess what I'm saying is it's like maybe I'm wrong on this, but like it feels like it's like, yeah, you're seeing this person who's like, like you said, a real specimen. I mean, for Semsworth is, you know, maybe the best looking person in the MCU, like in terms <laughs> of like physically. You um, just like in the real world you right now. Right. But like he it's also her like ex-boyfriend who she she knows what he looks like like it's there's there's something beyond that it's been it, eight years three months and 36 days nish maybe only three years for her. You, you notice she said three or four years and he said eight does that mean yeah. she was snapped i, I bet it means she was snapped uh, oh, i thought so too yeah yeah shit didn't even pick up on that that's a yeah. good call yeah that's what i thought but anyway um I don't know. You, you, you get what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there's like more history there that like your first reaction wouldn't be like, no, no, of course you look, not. You're like, you still look so hot. It would be much more of like, right. There's a lot here. And like, and, and even the part about like what you like about that person would be like as much just like, right. Like you, like what makes you, you, which is, you know, maybe some of the issue I have is the backstory is like, there wasn't a lot of depth to Thor in the first or second movie. He no. was just like this hunk of a man. So, yeah, and and I think you know like, Natalie Portman. Why, why would this like crazy smart physicist be into Thor aside from you know biceps? They don't do a great job in those early Thor movies of <laughs> of really telling you that. And I feel like he goes through a lot after he's with her. Totally, <clears throat> that like deepens his character a fair amount. Like he's like, and you know this this movie continues it. He's just like he's the fucking guy who like loses everybody. Like, yeah. you know, and, and that it extends to losing Jane at the end of this. There's no reason on, on surface for them to be together, for her to want to be with him. Besides that, he's like, he's a hero. Yeah, I mean, not not necessarily that they've shown us. I, 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 I get what you mean by that. Um, All right. 
we can move on. Because he certainly, he certainly very stupid, and dumb, yeah. but it just felt like it was like there felt like there should have been a level of attraction between these two very sexy stars, and there was just like nothing there. All right, let's move then to Christian Bale, last uh, last of the three. So Christian Bale uh, plays yeah. the villain here, uh, Gore the God Butcher, as we said. Um, Willie, what do you think of him? It was we talked about this briefly, I think, before. There was like Oscar buzz about this shit. It wasn't Oscar worthy, but you got exactly what you expected. Right. Yeah. I think like, I think I think that's exactly the conversation we had where you're like, I don't understand why anybody would like think he would be worthy of an Oscar for this, but it's like it's Christian Bale. He's a really good actor. Like yeah, we like he did. Yeah, he, yeah. did his job. Yeah. Which is which I is good. I mean, it's you you want a villain to be kind of memorable and did you and find sort of, him as a memorable or scary villain in particular? Um, no, I didn't find him scary. I thought he was most memorable for like, kind of like how he is at the beginning. Honestly, I, I thought his best parts were the beginning and the end when he's not evil on right. you know, when, when he's like himself again, like a broken kind of, man. Yeah. Yeah. Those were, I think his best, the best parts of his performance to me. Not that he was bad as a villain. He was fine, but like, you know, like if you're going to be Oscar worthy of like some kind of like villain performance then it's like you're gonna be fucking like i I mean you don't have to literally be heath ledger but like you're like that level kind of right um of like the villain at that point or like or like i don't know let's say like like michael b jordan in black panther or something like that and it's like yeah i didn't think he was either of those i mean the joker you spend a lot of time developing the character of the true that that's some of it really you're just there he he's kind of popping in for an action scene right and that is not, not a lot yeah, and that is I'll, I'll I, I want to get to what Paul thinks in a second, but th- that is one thing. Um, I saw after I watched this, like just scrolling around somewhere, somebody had like not a deleted scene, but it was like a deleted image of mm-hmm. like Gore like carving off his tattoos. Like you know, he's got those tattoos in the beginning that I guess are like part of him being a disciple, and then when you see him later on, and he's like the evil Gore, he's got like fucking like scars and shit, whereas tattoos kind of are and it's like it definitely feels like there was like shit cut out that like kind of i wouldn't have minded seeing i wouldn't have minded spending more time with him and only him like early like in in the first like half of the movie to like kind of see his journey a little bit like Mm -hmm. you see him at the beginning and then everything up until like he kidnaps the kids more or less is like you see it through Thor, like Thor goes and finds Lady Sif, right? And it's like, oh, there are all these other gods who have died. But it's like, we didn't see him kill any of them. And I might have liked seeing that, like that, 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 that would have gone, like you think about like the joke, you know, we're talking about the Joker and I, I don't want to, I'm only saying it because we brought up Heath Ledger, but it's like, you get those Joker scenes without Batman where he like slams the guy's head yeah, in the pencil you gotta, the, you and like the, the develop yeah. a little more evilness outside the main right. character, right? Right, right. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a really good point, Willie. So, Paul, what do, what do you think? I think that I largely agree with you that he was most interesting at the beginning and the end. And I think there's kind of two reasons for that. One, like, I don't know. I thought the bit where he was under the thrall of the Necrosword made him more, made him a less interesting villain. Like, because at the beginning, when, like, his kid <clears throat> dies and he finds that, like, oasis or whatever and finds his god and it's just like super pissed you're like basically on his side you're like yeah fucking kill this guy like that was yeah that was some epic bullshit right there and then they kind of give him the crutch of like oh but the necrosaur is going to corrupt you 
and um, it, it made them less interesting during that. Adding to the fact that you don't actually see the corruption, like they tell you that's going to happen, and then he pops in later, like, you know, on stage eight out of 10 of being corrupted. Um, yes. So you kind of don't see his descent, and, and I think the movie would have been stronger without it because, like, he's, like, you, they do a lot of effort to show you his point of view at the beginning and get you on his side. Right. And then they say, oh, but he's also got a magic sword that just makes him evil. It's like, well, all right, we didn't need that though. Like you did all this work, like just let that, let that do its job. Um, and so that aspect, like I didn't love, but like I said, I, I, I did really like the beginning and the end when, you know, he doesn't have the sword. And like you said, that she gets to be a little more in control of his faculties or whatever. Right. Well, I know we're going to skip ahead quite a bit here, but you, you like the end when basically Thor convinces him to stop being evil by being like, you should just choose love. It's better. Well, I think at in the end, like I, Christian I was fighting that part, but I like I yeah. hated the writing there. Well, I, I like yeah, but I mean, we're talking about Christian Bale, and I like the way he like is, you know, he is like you know, but she does, she's like I'm dying, and she's not going to have anybody, and like all this stuff, and like you know, I, I I like the way he played he played that scene. That's true. It was good. It was Christian Bale there. So let's talk about the writing now and and like meaning like the actual plot where things go how how the execution of the actual movie um so i'm gonna say um weirdly and it sounds like maybe this is i i have the feeling i'm in the minority here maybe mm. maybe among the three of us but definitely like among the larger group of people who saw this movie to a degree and this movie was eh, received is is the way i would put it um I like the second half of this movie much more than the first half of this movie wow. because I felt like the first half of this movie was goofy to the point where I was like, I was telling myself like, you know, Thor Ragnarok was goofy, but it was always going somewhere. And like, yeah, this yeah. just feels aimless at times where it's like, we're just like goofing around with the guardians of the galaxy for like a really long time. I also, I know you guys are not guardians of the galaxy fans and which is fine, but like, they didn't feel like the guardians of the galaxy. Like, it's like, these don't feel like the same characters. Like they feel like they're just kind of thrown in. Like, I don't know if he did, but like, I kind of wish Sean Gunn had directed that, that those like 10 minutes or something, uh, not Sean Gunn. Uh, uh, what's his name? I can't James remember. Gunn. James Gunn. Yeah. Sean Gunn is fucking craglin. Um, yeah. I wish James Gunn had directed that part. Cause it's like, they just didn't seem like themselves and that threw me off the whole time. And mm -hmm. then like, I don't know. I felt like right around the time that, I, and I think the other part I felt is like Thor is a goofy motherfucker, but he also like knows what he's doing a lot of the time. And like, I felt like for the first half of the movie, he just didn't feel like he knew what he was doing either. And, and not in a way that like, I can't find myself, but in a way that he was just goofing around. And okay. I felt like it wasn't until the point where like, after the children are stolen and he like right around the time that he like uses like the whatever, um, Heimdall's son comes and like like visions him over to like where they are and then he's like okay I know where they are like at that point I felt like I saw some seriousness creep back into him like some resolve of like all right I know what we got to do and from that point onward I liked the movie a whole lot more because I felt like the movie was like going towards something and like I don't know it's like a grim thing going on like Thor Ragnarok was like I there was Hela yes but like 
the way that was played was kind of pitch black comedy like this is like this dude's gonna kill all gods and like that has like a thing to it and like i don't know it, it felt like very much at odds like the way that part of the movie was with like the goofiness and i felt like i liked it more like it felt like there was left less of like a tonal like i don't know just complete jarring once it got to about the middle of the movie and so like i liked the second half of the movie where it was like yeah like i feel like there's some emotional stakes here that there weren't up to this point the other thing is like i thought maybe it was you know because like she gets natalie Portman gets sicker and sicker like that made that part of the movie like it's like there was some more emotional heft to it like i i very much liked you know the like i i liked kind of you know the the sacrifice she makes and the way that was all played a decent amount but like the first half of the movie i was like Eh, like like a lot of it just felt like other parts i like i like the screaming goats for instance but like the like a lot of it it was like it just felt a little bit like yeah like like this i, I don't want to say it feels like austin powers too because that's that's a low blow but like it it did feel a little bit like yeah this is like ragnarok again but like not quite as funny like a little bit hey how did he get rid of his eye patch um rocket gives him like a another eye that he like uh, a, a spare eye he had was that in ragnarok no it's in uh, avengers infinity war oh okay um i think i agree i think i agree with a lot of what you said nish i think that the first like 20 minutes of this movie felt like okay we have to like unravel the spot that thor is in and put him where we want to put him that's true yeah and there, there is that too like you know they do the montage of him getting himself back into shape and i feel like they could have just done a montage with the guardians of the galaxy and just have, and like, and then had the movie start with like Peter and Thor's like departure speech. And like, we, we could have just gone from there. Right. Um, like the whole, I mean, the action scene at the beginning is fine. Like it's kind of goofy and weird. And like, it does show that Thor is like still good at kicking ass, but like, okay, fine. Like, he gets plenty of opportunity to do that. And so I agree with you there. Like for, for a little while I was like, are the guardians of the galaxy even like here? Or are they, are they just like CG characters we're going to see in the background or like, or any of them, like, did we actually get um, Chris Pratt in this movie or is he just like in the background and never going to talk? And it seemed like they had him for like two days and he got to like, you know, like throw on the costume and, and have a quick speech. And it just felt like, eh, okay. Um, and then, I feel like what I feel like one of the big differences between Ragnarok and this movie is how broad this movie was at times in a yeah. way that like felt really weird. Like, like the quintessential example of this, I think is when they're at, um, I, I forget the name of the, of the God city that they go to, but Omnip omnipotent city, omnipotent city. Yeah, that's it. And, um, you know, he gets his clothes flicked off and it's just like, there are like six women with Zeus and every single one of them faints. Right. And I'm just like, like that's like, like we're watching broadest... like a fucking like Betty Hill, like episode yeah. or something. It's like, what are like, like it's funny if one person does that. It's not funny if six people like do it all together. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like it, it just got, it just had points where it got really broad in a way that was like, ah, this feels kind of weird. Um, and didn't really click. And I think that, you know, I know we're not talking about the music, but I think what you said about like it's doing Thor Ragnarok, but not as well. I think like the soundtrack is like the perfect like encapsulation of that. That like, oh man, you went from immigrant song to like Guns N' Roses. Like that, you took a step backwards 
in, in, the, in the exact same way. And it's a good, it's a good, you know, analogy for the movie generally. I yeah. Think. No, I, th- I, th- I think that's fair. Well, it's a, a, a real quick detour about the soundtrack. Um, that is mostly how I felt about the soundtrack that it was kind of like, and eh, like I felt like welcome to the jungle or welcome to the jungle was so like way too on the nose um, for that first oh, yeah. battle scene. And like, it was just like, Oh really? Welcome to the jungle. Um, I did like the choice of the piano part of November rain at the end, just cause it's, I don't know. I, I, I like that part and I feel like it doesn't actually get used as much as you would think in movies. Like that, that, that the, the piano coda. There, that's that's when the when the wait is that that's that's when he imbues the, the all the, the children kids, with, right? with, their, with this power and they're fighting the shadow yeah. monsters and he's fighting gore. Yeah, yeah. So what I was gonna say, I, like I don't know if I have strong feelings on the writing uh, of the movie or not. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about and re-listening to our Top Gun episode and. Um, I don't even know if the writing in Top Gun was that good. I think the editing was just so damn good. And I don't know who's in I meant to spend some time like trying to figure out like who's in charge of those cuts and the edits. Is it the director? It's just like some amazing person that knows how to stitch together all this footage. But it felt like this movie, they cut some things and added some things. And part of, I assume part of the editor is like dropping in the music at the right time. That scene to me, the only thing that made it good, if you were to watch it on mute or put a different song to it, I think that scene would have been lame. I agree. But I think the song was so good that it was like, okay, yeah, like this is, we're yeah. supposed to feel like this is a badass fight scene and the music makes it feel that way. But I don't yeah. think it was yeah. actually a badass fight scene. No, not the way that the immigrant song fight scene at the end of Thor Ragnarok is like a legitimately good fight scene, like really well shot. Yeah. Like, and then the the song like kind of tilts it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I did I, like the the song was the only thing that that scene really had going for it. Yeah, I I, I, I can see that. Yeah, that's probably being harsh, but it was the biggest. Thing it, it, it was the biggest thing. It. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you guys think about? Um, we we touched on this a little bit as we talked about Natalie Portman, but like that's kind of like the emotional, like like where that movie, where the movie is going in the second half, is basically yeah. towards like one, like Thor's choice to kind of like go without her and his reasoning as to why, that and was then good. yeah, and then was- yeah, I, I I thought it was good too. I thought his his delivery when he says that he loves her, I thought was really good. It was like understated but still had a lot of emotion in it and the fact that she had some agency in the decision that like she ultimately like accepts the decision right that it's not like a situation where he's like oh i'm going to like mm-hmm. take monia so you can't do See, it or whatever like they right. felt like a couple making it like they felt like an old couple making a decision together there right yes. that, that i thought was like probably the only moment in three movies that and when she shows up like when she shows up he's like ah oh, damn it you're here but also sweet you're here like that was a badass moment for her and one of the things i i in that moment she did that she done it a couple times in the movie but the way she throws the hammer and then it splits into a bunch of pieces like was that was super cool cool, by the way i really like that i really like that the way that they did that i thought that was really good um oh by the way to to bring up another little thing that i like you brought up the screaming goats earlier nish really like the screaming goats really an easy thing they could have abused and just drove into the ground. But I feel like they used it 
just enough that that didn't happen. It was pretty, yeah, it was surprisingly judicious. Like, given, like you said, how broad other parts were, the fact that, like, it didn't completely overstay its welcome was surprising. I, I liked, um, whatever the stone guy's name, trying to whistle for the for the goats. Oh, yeah. I. So, so you mentioned Korg. Um, one thing I will say that I did not like with Korg, and it's rare for me to say this because I, I loved Korg in Thor Ragnarok. He was great. Um, the CGI of him as a face is like god awful to me. <laughs> like, oh, I like I, and I know it's I know it's all CGI, but it like it looked so fucking weird. <laughs> like it was like no, no, no. I don't want to see. Like, don't show me his face. Yeah, it looked really weird. It was really weird that he didn't know he was going to survive that, like that he didn't understand how his species works or whatever, that he was surprised he was still alive at the end. That was weird, too. Um, how did King Valkyrie survive, a, a, you know, a, a getting stabbed with the thunderbolt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess they just kind of waved that away a little bit. No, no, no. King Valkyrie, when 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 she gets uh because she because uh, gore stabs her with the with the thunderbolt he like takes the thunderbolt when they're fighting on the shadow realm i thought she was good in the movie and really underutilized i really like her character i like her as an actress i wish i wish we saw more of her yeah i agree with all those things i, th I think she served her purpose well in this but they could have used her more <laughs> i think the, what did you guys, so. what'd you oh, guys I, think of that that zoo scene because that was just like a weird middle part of the movie that could either I'm just curious what because Nish, you said you like the second half of the movie. That's kind of right plunk in the middle of the movie. Yeah, I would say after that. I, I I was not the hugest fan of that scene. Like just it 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 had a weird, like lazy energy to it. Like 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 it wasn't like like it felt like the whole movie just kind of like stopped there for like a couple minutes yeah, where it was, was like, like things weren't moving there. forward yeah. like in in a way that they they could have been like you could have the same scene like th that was writing and pacing. Like it was like you could have had the same scene, but it was there was something about just like just like sitting there a little it was bit fucking strange that was yeah. a up, it was that, a weird scene i'm convinced that was all set up for the next movie well sure Especially with the given end, the, with given the, the end yeah. boy roy kent showing up at the end there yeah talking about fucking weird um <laughs> he's every fucking where yeah. <laughs> seriously the other thing i thought was kind of broad and kind of dumb was mm -hmm. the the did you just call me a dumb broad maybe um <laughs> was the like the weapons are alive now and like Stor like stormbreaker is like jealous and like oh, act yeah. and acting up and it's like what the hell is that this? got like yeah that got really overdone <laughs> yeah that really got really overdone, overdone for sure yes yeah. yeah that was right i can't edit that shit out no no that yeah that, that was i i agree that was like dumb it was like dumb after the first or second time they like did it and then they really leaned into it like throughout the movie and it was like oh god right the way that right the way that that's funny is if thor's doing that but like it's just his axe and it doesn't do anything but like to like legitimize it right. like makes it weird <laughs> right 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 yeah i i agree like it's like like he's like a borderline crazy person <laughs> right um so other let's just let's just like throw it open kind of randomly here other things about this movie that you guys that bugged you guys <laughs> oh wow yeah well I'll, I'll i'm gonna go the other way too afterwards if there's anything we didn't talk about that you guys thought was you know cool that we have not mentioned but let's go let's let's start with other things that bugged you 
I didn't make notes this time around. I need a minute to yeah. think about other things yeah. that really, really annoyed me. Yeah, I mean, I we think covered, covered. I've covered a yeah, lot of the things I, I, that really. By the way, I didn't think the movie was terrible the second time around. First time I thought I was like, oh, it was pretty good. Second time I was like, oh, that was way worse than I thought it was. Um, it, it's my like if I'm getting real broad with it, like yeah, it was really predictable, and the middle was the the middle was just like came to a gr- a grinding halt in the middle. I think you're right. I think the second half of the movie was 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 better than the first. It was it, it, like like it, maybe less funny, sure, but like it was more. It just felt like we were going somewhere finally in in a way that the first half really didn't. Yeah. And and there was something about like I guess I don't mind movies where things don't necessarily go anywhere, right? Like th- those movies exist, but like an MCU movie, you're not really expecting to be one of those mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, we're just hanging out. Like who knows what's gonna happen? Like it, you know, it's like like a movie like The Big Lebowski or something like that where it's like. You know, it's not you know, it's not going anywhere in particular, but it's like that's not what you're looking for. Yeah. Out of like, uh, oh, I do have one other thing that kind of has annoyed me, and it's based on like my feeling for the character of Jane Foster, which is like, I would have had warmer feelings for her if, if her story ended the way they ended the story, but instead she's now like kicking around Valkyrie and probably see her again. Oh, I don't think so. Wait. No, I think we will. Bahala, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> With the Valkyrie thing, I was like, wait, what are we talking about? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think she's done. I think I, I, yeah, I, I, I thought that it's like that was their way of being like, yeah, like she is she's badass. She made it to heaven. We're good. Yeah, and 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 it's a way of kind of saying that it's like, look, she died, and that seems like a sad ending. But like, look, she's like she's here now in like their version of heaven and Heimdall's mm-hmm. there. And like, she'll, she'll live happily in like this version of heaven. So like, don't feel bad for her. Like she, she so. like, she died a hero's death and she's getting like a hero's reward. I and hope she was in Valhalla. So eventually whenever Thor, Thor dies, they'll be together again. They'll like, have he'll, no he'll chemistry in heaven also. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the, the only other thing that, that bugged me, I think is, the ending of Thor's story with the little girl and like that, who has like the powers of a God somehow that they don't really explain. Um, they don't really explain that. Do they, that bugged me a little bit. And, and the only reason that it bugs the and the only reason that the, that him like teaming up with that girl bugs me is that would have worked if this was like the end of his story. And like, he just like his, he just goes off and like gets to be like a surrogate father to her and like gets his you know heart full or whatever that he was looking for but it's like no they they flash up like the thor will return and thor it's will like return yeah right so we're we gonna have like cousin oliver you know from now on um whenever thor shows up like i i, I wonder what they're gonna do there <laughs> cousin oliver right um, also, also you also have like the kid thing like i mean yeah is it is time gonna have gone by because like she'll be older well, I'd say the other thing, it was just an, like nitpicky, but whatever. We're, we're putting it out there. Is, um, it's like really, he- like really, really heavy fisted that the only music in the movie was Guns N' Roses. It was, right? Like, <laughs> it was it. It was yeah. like, we couldn't have a whole soundtrack. We just had to say, we're going to license Tail, um, the, the entire soundtrack. Yeah, that does seem kind of 
what was yeah. that what was the album Weird use your illusion what, what was the album that all these songs were on uh which use your illusion no because uh, um what do you call it uh welcome to the jungles on appetite for destruction yeah okay it's on on the first album. Yeah, but, Sweet um, Child. The ones I remember was um, yeah, and Sweet Child of Mine well, is also Appetite for Destruction. Right. Um, but like November Rain is Use Your Illusion Two. I forget. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. it was, it, was um, it felt very um, I don't know cheap. Yeah, it's fair. I I would kind of agree. Um, you guys know, I'm, I'm sure you read this or, or are aware that the girl is Chris Hemsworth's real life daughter. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Yep. Which yep. again, feels like the kind of thing you do at the end of Thor's story, not like setting up a character who we're going to see a lot, or maybe they're just admitting they're going to recast her. Oh, is that really what the, the end of the movie they were trying to let you know? Like, oh no, no, we're not done with Thor yet. We'll, we'll see him again. Well, it well, does they, say well, Thor will return. Yeah, like you know, after the credits and all that. That's what I'm saying. Is that uh, are they basically trying to be like, don't worry, guys, this isn't his last shitty. We're not going to go out in this shitty movie. We'll we'll go out with something better. Maybe. I mean, it just means that he's going to come back. Feels like his story's over necessarily. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean he comes back in his own movie. True. Right. You know, like he may not get another Thor movie. It may be that he is back in. I don't know some other movie. I mean, we're not getting another Avengers movie for three years. Maybe he'll so be I don't know uh, the last those. episode of She-Hulk. I've watched most of it now. <gasps> Did you really? Yeah, really. I downloaded all the rest of the episodes to watch on my iPad. Then it got stolen. I'm just surprised because it's like you. I really that... didn't want to watch it, but I was like, I was gonna, "Well, I, was gonna say, it. Like, I got a six-hour plane ride, so what am I going to watch?" <laughs> I was going to say, "Whenever it's come up, you've been adamant of it's like I'm not watching that. And like it's like I might watch other things, but I'm not watching that." And then it's like, first oh, four episodes. It's like <laughs> the first four episodes were not that bad. I eat my words. <laughs> I mean, they're short. Sure. I, I, I haven't seen good, them, but yeah. it's not that bad. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I mean, they're short episodes, right? They're like half hour episodes, basically. I so know. Yeah. You can zoom it's through quick. it. Yeah. It's like a fucking sitcom. It's like a Hulk, a Hulk sitcom. I, um, I'm switching tacks to things maybe that we liked, even if they're little things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked in a qualified way that they brought back the actors from Thor Ragnarok, Matt Matt Damon and the other Hemsworth and Sam Neill, and then that they added Liam, Melissa. That... No, not Liam. The third one. I don't know the what third the third one. one's name is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Luke. Maybe it's Luke Hemsworth. Luke. Yeah, yeah. Luke. yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, Liam, Liam is the one Luke. in the Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, and it's not him. It's the other guy. Um, but yeah, and then that they added Melissa McCarthy to boot. Wait, as, wasn't, as Ella. wasn't the guy that played their dad? Wasn't that Alec Baldwin? Who is that? No, it's Sam Neill. It's uh, it's uh, oh. Alan Grant. Alan Grant from uh, huh. Jurassic Park. Really, man? Yeah. I thought I thought I thought it was Alec Baldwin. Nope. Yeah, yeah. No, it, uh, Odin is Sam Neill, which is kind I, of I, funny. I, I I thought the Melissa McCarthy reveal was very funny when she came busted me out. I thought that was yeah. hilarious. And it's like, and and I just like that. It's like so clearly Melissa McCarthy. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. All right, it was funny. And just yeah. not even you know, just using her normal Melissa McCarthy voice the whole yeah. time. Like, it's, I broke your hammer. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. It was, it was pretty that was, awesome. that was quite good. Yeah. 
and I and I didn't even mind the little thing where they came back after like the attack or whatever, and it's like Matt Damon and the Hemsworth guy being like, it's like, should we like, should we make this into like I forget what they say, but it's like the gist is like, should we make this into a play? It's like, well, she didn't say no. Like, let's. I like that. Um, I will say, I will say, um, you know, I did rag on Natalie Portman for a good chunk there, but um, her not having a catchphrase, I thought was really like one of the high points of the comedy. And, and Hemsworth is is funny, but that that to me was like the best running gag for the movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. that Especially since the catchphrases she does come up with are just ridiculous. <laughs> like they're so bad. <laughs> Wait, did she? Wh- yeah, she did that well. Did she whisper her catchphrase into Thor? I don't even remember. I think I was so checked out by at, then. At the end, she does. We don't hear it, I don't think. We don't like, know what like, the catchphrase is. So I no. wanted to ask, well, what do you guys think it was? What, what should it be? I don't know. It made him laugh, so I still think it was a bad catchphrase. <laughs> like, like he kind, like he kind of like chuckled and was like, "That's your best one yet." I love it. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was really sweet. By the way. like, like I think like the way, like you were saying, like the way that it's like their chemistry wasn't great. I do think like it's a weird thing to say they had chemistry when she was dying, but yeah. like that felt very like that was a very touching little like even they didn't necessarily say a whole lot, but like just just that interaction felt like fairly real i think i did like and it's not the kind of thing i would generally like but i actually even though it was broad and goofy i like the kids fighting at the end that it wasn't just like they get rescued and then they have to like run away and it was like no you guys are gonna help and like and he gives them some power so they can help and it was like you know they don't do that much and and it's like i said it's broad and it's goofy but i don't know maybe it was the music or something but like yeah it kind of worked that that scene kind of yeah. worked for me i, I, I felt the same music, way dude. although like you said a lot of it may have been the music i really um, do i did you like if the you visual... watch it a second time second time you see it you're like yeah. oh the music is the only thing that makes this scene work I, I did like the visual of the one girl like screaming with like the stuffed animal like the, type, the just teddy like, bear. Had, like, yeah, like the lightning coming out of the teddy bear. <laughs> that was funny. As her weapon. Yeah. I bet you though your I bet you when your kids finally you your kids can see this movie. There's nothing too scary. Yeah, yeah, except, yeah, totally. for, except for the part where he rips the serpent's head off. That's kind of terrifying. But you don't see yeah. it quite well enough to be able to tell yeah. what's going on. He could be scary though. I mean, Bell and that. We didn't talk about it when it goes from black and color to black and white for a minute there. I like that. Yeah, it was yeah. cool because it was a very stylized black and white, like the right. the hammer yeah. and the lightning bolt. Like certain things would give you flashes yeah. of color. It was it was that, like it was, it was like cool. Sin City style kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I I I liked that, and I like that whole like, you know, that 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 whole shadow realm like kind of seeing that that whole part when they're there was like i thought pretty well done and also yeah like i i did like the visual gag of them coming up to the shadow realm and then just like crashing into it and it's only like this big <laughs> and the ghosts <laughs> screaming as they crash into it yeah. <laughs> and then them, they're like walking and they're like it's like they're like on the fucking like the little prince's the little planet, prince planet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly they're just like walking all the way around yeah, like that. that what do you think, man? Like, cool. uh, we obviously, all, I, I we, I'm gonna guess we all think this is a two and a half or lower. So, um, but like, what, what do you, what do you think made this movie not good? Do you think it was the editing or the writing? I can't, I can't land on which it is. 
Because I don't think it was the acting, by the way. I'm, I, and I'm ragging on Natalie Portman. I don't think it was her either. Like, I think it was the character that was given to her. I think for for me, I would say it's it's mostly the writing, yeah, and 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 a little bit the directing, you know, like 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 I would say that like for me the issue was that um, it's weird for me like the Thor movies were so dour relatively, and Ragnarok was such a like breath of fresh air to make it like funnier, and it's very weird for me to like in the end I feel like what I'm saying is like I wish this movie had been less funny or like been more serious at times, but that's kind of yeah. where I'm going. Like there needs to be a little bit of a balance, you know? It's like yeah, yeah, and and Ragnarok I think did a better job of just like anchoring all that like all those jokes into like a story of sorts that was like moving the whole time towards something. And this just, yeah, fucking Hulk to, to kind of anchor him as a thing, which is true. I, I do feel like that was helpful, honestly. Um, and, and it, I think a lot of it comes down to what you, we've all kind of said at different times, which is just like large portions of this movie just kind of like sat there for a while. And you, you just kind of felt a little bit like, is this going to pick back up? Like, let's get going here. Or like, you know, it's like, and, and they weren't funny enough. I felt at times to justify that, that we were just kind of sitting there. Like that, yeah, th that's think, my big thing with it. Like if I think about it, I think one of the, I feel like the biggest problem with the movie was Taika Waititi goes high on his own supply. Like he, he, yeah. he was like, Oh yeah, I'm really good at this. Let's double down on all those things that I really like. And mm. you're right, Nish, like that balance that was in the last movie, like wasn't there in this movie, not nearly as much. Um, and you, so you just got like a lot more of the zaniness and the wackiness and the goofiness. Um, and yeah, it, it's like, they didn't really worry about like grounding it. I mean, the villain, like in the end, like the villain wasn't great, right? Like he, he was good in the beginning. He was good at the end. And in the middle, he was either not there um, or or like not super good i didn't think and again like i think that comes down to like writing and editing in this case right where like it, and with editing what i mean is like what was cut out or or maybe should have been there it wasn't it's like we needed like exactly what you were saying before willie it's like we needed more time with him to like get into like him maybe becoming more evil and like being more evil and then like kind of what you were saying paul where it was like they took a lot of agency from him by like just being like, yeah, you got this sword, which is just going to turn you evil instead of like having it be maybe something that like amplified what was in him, which it obviously was doing, because even when even when the sword is broken at the end and the curse is lifted and he's going to die or whatever, there's still like he still plans on going and wishing for the gods to die. Right. It's it's like, you know, until Thor like tells him, you know, more or less that, you know, like kind of shows him and tells him to like kind of, you know, honor her in a different way, basically. Right. Um, but it's like, I don't know, like you said, like having him, like, I feel like because he's just like evil through most of it, you don't feel his pain through all of the most of the movie until the end again. And I feel like that's an important part, like the idea that he is driven by this pain and despair that he lost his daughter. And, and that very much is what he's driven by. It appears at the end. But they don't really do a good job of going through that. And I, and I agree like that. They had what could have been a pretty good villain. Like the motivation was, was I thought, really strong. And you have a really good actor playing him who does a pretty good job like when he is given the chance to do so. 
So, so yeah. I was going to ask that question a different way. Is do you think there's a good movie in here? And it sounds like I do. Sounds like you do. And but but, what, but, but I think like, like there need to be a decent amount of changes. Again, not necessarily to the plot, but like to what is included and what is excluded. Yeah, is what imagine I would say. if this movie was called Thor, you know, Love and Thunder, but half the movie was was Christian Bale. Yeah, or or if not half, definitely more than what we got. Definitely imagine. more than what we got. I would be a killer movie if half the movie was Christian Bale. That's yeah. that's a ballsy move. It was the same yeah. thing with Batman and, and the Dark Knight. I'm really like, talking myself like the more we talk about this, I'm talking myself more into like the idea that it's like, yeah, this movie needed to be like edited down and then like also edited up yeah. isn't a word. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, it's like, that's like what I was like really thinking about it yeah. critically today. I'm like, yeah. I think maybe they fucked up the editing. There might have yeah. been a good. There might have been a good movie in here, right? Like, like, like all the things we've said, I think, are good idea. Like, good for us. We're great. Yeah, but like, we're but directors. Like, but like, <laughs> but like, make, like, like you said, Paul, it's like, like, make a lot of that Guardians of the Galaxy stuff just almost like a montage and start with the quill, like with with that you know speech he gives. Like that would have helped. All the Christian Bale stuff we've talked about would have helped. Keep the God scene with Russell Crowe, but like just tighten it up tighten it up a bunch and Could like take away long, some of the more yeah yeah exactly and and it yeah it, and like i think you it's important i mean besides what they're setting up like it's like i guess it's useful to have it to explain like because the most natural thing would be it's like well if he's after all the gods like just get a bunch of gods and then they kind of explain that it's like yeah the gods aren't interested in that and it's like i feel like it's like okay that's worth noting so that you kind of cut off the thing of like well why wouldn't they just ask the other gods for help if like there are a whole bunch of other gods and they all have like really big powers, but like doing it like way quicker and without like, like you said, like some of the really broad stuff that they go into there, like, 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 you know, not all the people fainting when he loses his clothes, maybe not even him losing his clothes. Um, and like not Korg, like getting like smashed to bits. Like, I don't feel like that did anything really. Especially since mm -hmm. it ended like, up like, meaning oh. nothing, right? He, like he wasn't, right. he didn't exactly die. like, yeah. Right, he just ends up normal after a while. Like he's he's got his body back and everything. Um, and and like I said, like it's like that CGI was like nightmarish to me. Like it 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 felt like him as a face. It reminded me of like the fucking like lawnmower man face. <laughs> like, <laughs> Forgot like, about that movie, Jesus. But like it looked like that to me, kind of like partially because he's like stone, so it really does look all like polygonal, kind of. But it's like eh, it it just looked so like old like it looked like it's like this is cgi from like the 90s kind of thing so yeah okay. but 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 i do think there's a good movie in here it's just uh and and i and like you said i don't think this is a bad movie it's just you know like we really needed we need the snyder cut <laughs> oh god <laughs> make it twice as long yeah and and, and, and just and like weird weird chapters or whatever that's right and then at the end, one of the goats turns into Martian Manhunter. That's right. <laughs> I was here the whole time. <laughs> Man, I was I was really prepared to hate those fucking goats, and I really didn't. That's a, that that alone was worth half a star. Yeah, yeah, because it was like when they first came, it was like this is pretty funny, and I feel like we're gonna see these guys a lot. And then, like you said, they showed restraint that I wish that they had showed in other parts. All right. Anything else we want to talk about, or should we uh, put some grades on this? All right, let's, gr let's grade it up. Uh, Paul, you want to start? Sure. I, you know, 
in, in watching this movie, it was my feelings on were really kind of all over the place where there's like parts I liked, parts I didn't like. And then it'd be like, oh, here's a part. Yeah, I kind of like this movie. Uh, this movie's kind of dragging. Oh, no, I kind of like this movie. Uh, never mind. And <laughs> that's all fair. Yeah. And, and, and to me, like, the other thing is, like, I was fully expecting, like, okay, like, Natalie Portman, like, they're setting up who's going to be the next Thor. And Natalie Portman's going to be the new Thor. And it's like, well, that's not what they did. Um, which I assume is the only reason they could get her back. It's like, oh, well, will you come back for one and done? And she's like, yeah, I can imagine. Um, sure. So subverted some of my expectations there. But, like I said, very uneven. Really Are you sure she's not coming back? What is? Should yeah. we interpret that Thor will return as maybe she's Thor? I, I don't think would so. be really, really surprised. They might pass Thor on somehow to somebody at some point, but I, I don't think it's going to be. She made a very solid point of saying, "I'm not Lady Thor. I am the Mighty Thor." Yeah, but all, 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 all that shit's from the comics. Like her name is the Mighty Thor in the comics. She has okay. cancer in the comics. Like all, all this all right. stuff goes. Like it, like sorry, it falls sorry, from sorry the direct Paul. Anyway, yeah, we're getting we're getting frog Thor in the next one. Um, yeah. That'd be awesome. So yeah, I think I think you called it exactly right, Willie. Like I'm, I am a two and a half, and I actually think if and when I see this movie again, I expect my opinion to go down. <laughs> we'll see. All right, Willie. In fact, that is what happens. I was a three, and I I am pegging it down to a two. It got worse. Uh, I think oh, the, the whole star worse. Star, yeah. Uh, or whatever I, you want to call them. A numeral. Uh, yeah. I, I think I the first time I saw it, like I fell for all the tricks, which is like, oh, good song, good scene, the or um, you know, like oh, all the funny part and all the stuff in the beginning is like really funny the way they're setting up and doing the training. Like I fell for all the things, but I knew it was coming the second time, so it could be pretty critical and pay attention like the second time you watch it the scene where um he kidnaps all the all the children you realize like that that was kind of a pointless scene like i get that he needed to steal the kids but that wasn't the way it's laid out he shows up to try and kill thor and then he ends up being like midway through like ah fuck it i'll just take all the kids because i'm getting my ass somehow he's getting his ass kicked by those two natalie portman you know mighty thor and thor and then decides, ah, oh, fuck it. I can't beat them. I'm out of here. But then later on, when he fights him, he beats the shit out of him. Like, no problem. Like, I think it, that like, was weird about that. That like, seems pointless. And you know later on that, like, he's better than them. So, like, did he develop that skill later in the movie? Or, like... I don't know. Like, every... He was, every... He was practicing on the Shadow Realm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every time he had to, like, physically fight either one of them, it was like, man, that's a tough sell. That, like, they have him as, like, this skinny little nothing with this big giant sword and it's like, yeah, we're supposed to believe he can hold his own against, you know, either one of the Thors. And it's like, I didn't, that never really landed for me. Any of the times that happened really needed to take advantage of his ability to like sop into the floor and pop up somewhere else. So they did that in that first scene. But like, when you go back with the critical eye, now, if you go back and watch, like this was pointless, you know, like this didn't need to be here. This didn't need to be here. The whole zoo scene was like, painful the second time to watch for all the reasons we talked about but like it's way worse now you know it's coming um yeah that, that's why i pegged it down we've talked about all the reasons i didn't things i didn't didn't like but like it's repeat viewing is it's worse yeah that's fair 
I'm going to give this a two and a half. And that is that has my half star peg down built in. Like the, the, this movie is a three for me watching it. And because yeah. and especially because I like the second half more, I think if it had been the other way around, I wouldn't have felt as good about it. Um, but the fact that it ended stronger for me made it feel like it's like, all right, like this. I didn't know where this was going and I kind of liked the way it ended. But I already see like especially like the zoo scene, like you said, like it's like I can see myself just dreading that watching mm -hmm. it with my kids just being like, oh, God, this scene. The yeah. only thing I will like about that scene is that my kids know who Zeus is because we've read like Greek myths and stuff. And so they'll mm -hmm. be excited. But it's like, oh, Zeus. And then it'll be like, all right. Um, they'll, they'll like all the fucking spinny things that he did with the, with the yeah, Thunderball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll like all that. But it will be interminable. Like you are absolutely right. Um, so yeah. I'm just building that in right now because I know I will feel that way. The Zeus scene would have landed better if they hadn't opened the movie with a whole with with a laissez-faire god and then because they kind of play it off of like oh surprise like the guy the gods just want to hide and don't really care but it's like right. yeah we already know that like you already showed us gods acting like that and right if they hadn't done that it, it it would have played against type but but it didn't do that it's like it played into our expectations instead of against them and it, and again made it even more boring as a result I also felt like it maybe could have played better if um so they like Chris Hemsworth like kind of builds up Zeus like like he talks about how it's like oh like I base you know kind of base my whole thing on him and like blah blah but like he builds him up in like kind of a jokey way right where it's like it's like and I kind of feel like they could have built it up in a little more of a way where it's like less jokey and in a way that you were actually expecting that it's like oh yeah like if, if you hadn't seen the trailer or whatever that like oh yeah like zeus is actually gonna be a part of this like he will help like it's zeus and it's like mm -hmm. like and then it would come as more of a surprise when it's like oh this guy's a fucking like di like a dick and he's just like a joke like like you know it's like all he's talking about is orgies and nothing else um but like yeah just the, the whole thing seemed like you knew it was going there from the very beginning and then it like wasn't particularly funny in doing it. So, yeah. So yeah, two and a half. Too bad because, like I said, I I think there is a solid three and a half movie in here. Um, maybe even up to four if they really did a good job with Christian Bale's character. But like, there's a fair amount of stuff that needs to be editing that needs to happen to get it there. That just yeah wasn't here too I felt, bad i agree that's my yeah, score yeah like you said paul you you know you mentioned about uh taika being like high on his own supply it's like parts of this movie reminded me very much and and this gets maybe to like Ta you know taika waititi does these you know is a lot of these movies are like you know these kind of improv movies like hunt for, hunt for the wilder people or like what we do in the shadows like that his early stuff um it like that Zeus scene or some of the uh, even some of the other early scenes it like reminded me of like Judd Apatow movies where it's like yeah there's some funny stuff in here and then also they go on too long like there's just mm. like these like long mm -hmm. takes where it's just like all right you know maybe you didn't need to let everybody improv like every scene and like keep all of it <laughs> in <laughs> like that's kind of how that Zeus scene felt a little bit where it was just like all right already Jesus all right Thor Love and Thunder this is a uh, this is kind of how I thought we would feel about it. So this is right, right, right in line before I saw it. I mean, just based on what I had, the little I'd heard, it's kind of like, yeah, I have the feeling that we're going to be kind of disappointed by this one. 
but it wasn't horrible. Um, let's switch tacks to a movie that we liked very, very much, which is a movie that we talked about for our last episode, Top Gun Maverick. Um, good we, editing. Good yes, writing. Very, very good editing. Yes. <laughs> and, and good writing. Um, we, uh, I have a friend who I don't think we mentioned at all when we talked about at least Top Gun Maverick. I can't remember what the fuck we talked about when we talked about Top Gun, um, the original. But um, the, the only thing I know that we might have talked about in Top Gun is um, my kids happen to really like the music <laughs> yeah. to Top Gun. Yeah. Um, so Val, Val Kilmer has a documentary about him. He does. I've heard he does. Um, is we, it good, Willie? Is it good? That's very good. You should see it. All right. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, um, we have a friend who's a military pilot, um, our, our, our friend Scott, who um, who offered some takes on some of the stuff we said, both for the original Top Gun, the mini flicks that Paul did, and uh, when we talked about Top Gun Maverick. Um, he said a lot. I'm not going to read everything he said here, but I'm going to point out, uh, note some of the things that he that he kind of talked about. So, um, Paul, when you talked about Top Gun, you know, you mentioned the... Um, the, the dogfight footage in the original Top Gun and how it was just like, you can't tell what the fuck's going on. And like, it, this clearly wasn't like actually taken, like, like some of it looks like stock footage. And um, he said, basically, yeah, that's, that's actually what happened. You know, they went out with the real Navy Top Gun. They filmed a bunch of actual dogfights and it turns out that actual dogfights look really boring on film. You know, that in, in, because in, you know, as he says, in a proper fight, even when shooting the gun, the other aircraft is about the size of a pea. So really far away, not fun for a movie. Uh, and, you know, he mentions that, you know, all the high speed, like nose to nose passes, fights close together. They're completely inaccurate. Um, so the original film just had a bunch of crap footage. They ended up having to use a lot of stock footage and even doing things with model airplanes on strings. Ooh, I um, like that. I know, right? That is old school in yeah. model airplanes on strings. So that makes sense. And and that sounds about right, right? Like it's like thinking about mm-hmm. I don't know the, the what do I know, but like thinking about like dogfighting and all that, it's like, yeah, like I can't imagine planes are just like flying by each other super close, like all the time. And like that's how they do dogfights. Like that right. doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um and then I mentioned i do remember mentioning this i think both of both you and i did ball about kind of like the last scene of the original top gun you mm. know out in like whatever it is the indian ocean or whatever where they're like fighting and it was just like how would this ever happen and like why would they like why would they do this like like and how would this not like start a war and uh scott had a few different points for this he did say one you are correct they would not just take four guys from top gun graduation they would have like a whole bunch of people already there on the carrier like ready to go um but he did mention you know um that uh the scenario is actually kind of accurate um you know he says um you know when carriers are close to enemy territory they usually fly with only a couple of aircraft airborne um uh, fuel is too short in the carrier deck, too tight of a space to have a large number of aircraft airborne for long periods at the same time. So they spread it out for 24 hours with only a couple of crafts airborne. And he said also catapults break a lot. Um, so the new, you know, he says the newest carrier is being designed with magnetic catapults uh, to try to increase reliability. Um, and then I mentioned that this would cause a war. And he said, it's not necessarily true. The story of the final scene in the original Top Gun loosely comes from an actual incident, the 1981 Gulf of Sidra incident, um, where two F-14 fighters shot down two Libyan fighter planes that were coming too close to the carrier. 
Um, and the same scenario also happened in 1989 after the movie. Um, so it's not as make believe as we would think. So they were trying to get our plutonium. Uh, I was just going to fucking say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So this, the the Gulf of Sidra incident also influenced back to the future. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The Libyans. I'd like to believe that's how they scrambled. That's right. They shot down two yeah, Libyan MiGs and one VW bus. That's right. The, the guy on the... Yeah. <laughs> they found me. I don't know how they found me. <laughs> um, so I, well, a couple other things. I'm kind of skimming through uh, his email because there's a lot of stuff in here. I, I think we talked about how old you could be and still like fly in a plane. And he said, you know, the truth is that guys are pretty pretty good into their 50s. It's not, you know, it's if you know how to plan to handle your plane very well, like the physical part of it is not as demanding as say like F1 racing, which we may have mentioned because of like the G's and all that. I imagine you need your eyes. You have to have your eyesight too. Like yes. how many I, people don't have glasses in their fifties? Yeah. You, you got to see those little pea sized planes. That is. Yes, exactly. That is true. They're not actually pea sized. You reckon you recognize, right? <laughs> what? Like, the tiny little pilot. Little enemy yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I think I mentioned like Tom Skerritt, like looking really old. Um, and Scott said that with a normal, based on his rank, with a normal promotion timeline in the military, he would have been in his mid thirties in the movies. Which bullshit! No, no way he looked mid thirties. <laughs> we we went over this and it, when we did the Top Gun, we looked up. I remember how old Tom Skerritt was at filming, and I don't remember how old he was. Maybe he was like forty or something like that. But he looks way older. Period. Like we're all over 40 now and he looks older than any of us do by quite a bit. I mean, to be fair, Tom Skerritt is someone who like, I was going to say he always looks super old, but like, I guess he maybe looks like 40 in alien and I'm sure he was younger than that in alien, but like, that's about how old he looks in alien. And then like, from that point on, he always looked like he was in his like mid to late fifties, like always. Yeah. Yeah. But Alien was only what, like six, seven, seven years seven, before, right? Nineteen seventy nine, yeah. and Top Gun's eighty six. Yeah, yeah. So he went Which, from like mid forties to late fifties right. yeah, and seventies. Exactly. He aged, yeah, aged not great, maybe. Um, and then, and then he also said that based on Maverick and Iceman's promotion timelines and how old Rooster is, he said I would estimate that the second movie takes place twenty to twenty five years after the original which puts it at about somewhere between 2006 to 2011. Although he also (laughs) notes that the original Top Gun takes place in present day. So who knows what that means? Top Gun is eternal. That's right. Um, all right. Getting over to get, getting over to some Maverick stuff to talk about here. Um, I think I mentioned that, that, that P 51 Mustang at the end of Maverick, uh, comes out of nowhere, but, uh, Scott informs us that that was actually he's working on it at the very beginning of the movie. I remember him being in a hangar at the beginning of the movie, but I wasn't paying attention. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I did not realize that he was working on it at the beginning of the movie. Um, Then he also notes that there are airworthy F-14s in in the world. I I do think I don't think I said there were no airworthy F-14s. I think I said they could not find any airworthy F-14s and there barely any. I did looking this up know what Scott says here, which is that the there the country that has airworthy F-14s is Iran, uh, actually. Uh, Iran still flies them. We gave them F-14s back before the Iranian Revolution when they were, like, our ally, um, mm. you know, when it was, like, the Shah of Iran. Um, 
and uh you know basically he said basically by default that means the unnamed enemy is iran since they have a since <laughs> they have a uh a um f-14 there in the, in that hangar but probably the more interest most interesting thing i think that um that scott mentions is the the mission at the end like the whole attack that they do um he kind of says it's you know not really realistic and here's kind of how you would do it so you know he says i i like how they try to ex explain away using f-35s um with maverick saying at the beginning that we can't use f-35s because of the gps jamming um, but in reality, we take a bunch of F-35s at high altitude, sneak our way in there, destroy all the surface-to-air missiles, and then destroy the target. Um, yeah, why, why wouldn't you just blow everything up? Right, agreed. Uh, well, I mean, you're, you're already blown up the base. Like, they blow right. up the base, so it's like, yeah. So, yeah, so blow up the SAMs too, who cares? Right, exactly. It's a good point. Um, and then he mentions also, like, the low, the low altitude attack in the movie would not create the impact angle or velocity required to penetrate the target, and they weren't using the right kind of bomb. Like, if they were actually executing that attack, those bombs would have just ricocheted and skipped right off the surface. Now, I thought that was really interesting that, like, the, the bomb needs to get to a certain velocity to be effective. Yeah, I, I agree. I also think the next thing that Scott mentions is very interesting as well, which is that he mentions there is no way that Rooster could drop his bombs in manual mode. Basically, those types of bombs go beyond stupid. If dropped in manual mode without a laser designation, they go way off target. We are prohibited from dropping them in manual mode. So it's like, yeah, it's like, I, I like, you know, thinking it about was like fucking Luke, he was feeling the fucking force, I guess. Right. <laughs> uh, now I'm just imagining Alec Guinness's voice coming into rooster. <laughs> Feel the force, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> Classic Alec Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, and then he had just mentions, you know, to, to to end it, you know, for Maverick's attack, you know, before Rooster, um, his bombs did not have nearly the minimum flight time to acquire the laser designation and guide to the target. So, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we know, like in these movies, they take a lot of liberties just to, you know, just just to provide something that is more interesting or sometimes more intelligible to like a viewer who knows nothing of, of yeah. most of this um you know obviously one of the points that scott made is that it's like real dogfights planes aren't anywhere near as close to each other but it's like exactly that's why you want to show something that's like a little more dynamic uh on film right and it, it probably wouldn't have been that interesting if they just like cruised in at sixty thousand feet dropped a couple bombs and then like turned around and like we got him <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's like glad we had to really train for this mission <laughs> yeah doesn't change my opinion of the movie in the very least no no no, no not at all but it's it not a documentary exactly exactly but it is interesting to hear kind of like some of the parts of it that it's like yeah like this isn't quite right or this wouldn't be done that way you uh willie you you shared a video with us recently from youtube that was like a couple oh, yeah. of a couple other fighter pilots like talking about you know like yeah. not that scene but showing the it's it was the um the uh, training the, scene yeah yeah the training yeah. scene in the beginning where he's like the, his first day with all of the uh, with all of his students, so to speak, and he mm -hmm. does like the dog fighting where it's like two on one basically, and they all end up doing a bunch of push ups. Um, and I will say two things watching that video. It's like one, like those guys were super arrogant talking about it, but 
I did appreciate like some of the parts where they were like, yeah, no, this feels like it would really happen. Like it, it was good to hear the parts where they were like also kind of like, yeah, this feels like it would be accurate. Like the way mm. they say something or like when they did something and it's like, yeah, no, you would probably do that. Or like, that's a legitimate maneuver. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it here, but like that, like what they're doing here is a very legitimate thing to yeah. do was, was kind of interesting to hear. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. All, All right, right, Scotty, I want you to pick apart um, Obi-Wan Kenobi next. Tell us the things that are unrealistic as opposed to a from, real Jedi. From a military pilot's perspective, please. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us at talktopodflix at gmail.com. We can pick apart your emails. You can, you can feel free to send us a long thing from your area of expertise picking apart a movie that we have watched uh if you for instance happen to be the norse god of thunder you may want to email us and tell us everything that was wrong with thor love and thunder uh from your point of view or you can also obviously email us and give us a wacky hypothetical of some kind um as we've gotten for some of the last couple of episodes we like those too those are fun you could also tweet at us how can you do that willie you Paul. gotta use the you gotta use the tweet anyway. deck because I learned that there's the ones that invented the word tweet, and you uh, you type the at symbol. Yes, it's and you like follow that, it with it's 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 that thing that's like when you when you, like in your emails, you know that 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 a with the circle around it. Yes, yes. Do you know? You guys know what I'm talking about? I think I do. Okay, I think and I then do. You, uh, and then what you did type you use the word it for before we had email. You didn't. I mean, no, but surely it was on the keyboard. Though. It was. Yeah, they, no. didn't, they didn't invent it just for email. No, 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 I, no, no, no. What did, what did they use it for? Like, I feel like I knew this, and now it's just become so, like, so much that it's like, well, it's just email, that it's like I can't even remember. Because I had to have asked this question, right? Like, the first time I saw a computer or even a fucking typewriter, and I was like, Was like, there an symbol on a typewriter? I'm pretty sure there was. I don't know. What Maybe was not. that? What, what was the shift to key on a typewriter? I, I, I think it was an at symbol. Oh fuck me! Are we gonna have to look up what a typewriter looks you guys like? Gotta look that up. <laughs> but you do type in that that A with the circle and it shift too for for those that are um you know need the shortcut. Um, and then you type the word Podflex, and then you say Yo dogs. My name is at Fighter Pilot two four three seven. Okay, so hey. I looked okay, it up. God's God. name are you talking about? <laughs> I, <just wrote> <laughs> All right, I looked it up. What are you rambling about? <laughs> just trying to buy you guys time. Right. Here you go. The at symbol was known as amphora, and it was a unit of volume for measurement. Um, and basically, it got in the early 70s, somebody picked it, the guy who invented email, I guess. Um, <clears throat> picked it because it was a symbol that existed on the keyboard that nobody used anymore <laughs> and they was like perfect i'll take it so there was a symbol on the keyboard that was just used as a unit of volume because i it, did not know that <laughs> it, it came from typewriters and they were on typewriters forever for like a hundred years they were on typewriters go figure yeah it, it is there like i see these like i i just found this like picture of like vintage typewriter keys and like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that isn't on there, but like, there's this fucking thing. Mm. It's like, all right. So you just send a tweet to add Podflix. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you send it to Amphora Podflix. That's right. 
I'm bringing it back to. Are, are we all going to bring it back now? <laughs> yeah. That's right. In, in our personal lives, when people ask for your email, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll I'll do this from now on. It's like you can you can email us at talk to podflixamphoragmail.com. <laughs> Perfect. Cut print. 